Hi, how are y'all? I hope you're doing well. It's been a while. I hope you're taking care of yourself. I hope you're staying safe. Uh, COVID cases are the highest it's ever been in Greenville and our hospitals are overrun. So that's kind of scary. And yeah, take care of yourselves. Take care of other people, all that stuff. Um, on today's episode, it's a little weird. Uh, I talk about myself. Um, honestly, this is the second time I'm doing this because the first time was too cringy for me and I just really didn't like it. Um, so I hope it all makes sense. Uh, today we are going to talk about store, why I did it, a little background history of me for all the new people that follow along. And yeah, hope you enjoy it. Hope it makes sense. Okay, love you. Bye. Hello. Oh my gosh. It's been a minute. Technically not. This is the second time I'm recording this video and also this podcast. I uh, do live videos with the podcast that I do for all the other ones. And today we are going to embarrassingly be talking about myself. Um, This is one of the requests for the podcast. It's just like I never did an introductory one. And I know a lot of people have been asking like, How did you start your business? Blah, 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 blah. Oh my gosh, we don't really know anything about you. So here we are. And hi, I'm... I actually did for the podcast. Um, I did an outline this time because the last time I did this, um, it didn't fare so well because I just go all over the place. So I did a podcast. I have section one, two, three, and four. And the fourth one will be questions. And I'll be answering... Oh my God. I'll be answering questions that I received on Instagram. And if you have any questions for anybody in the live, go ahead and feel free to ask um, for people who are joining in, all that stuff. So here we go. Hi, I'm AJ Arlano. Yeah, I own a plant store in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, it's coming up to my third year, July 20th or 18th. I can't remember at the moment. Um... Yeah, and the story's doing great. It's it's incredible. So a little backstory now on just myself. Um, both my parents are Filipino. They both came to America in the 80s. My dad by Seattle, and then my mom through Brooklyn. And um, my dad joined the military. My mom was a nurse. Uh, I was born in Fort Lewis, which is in between Tacoma and Seattle and it was a military base so work so i am a first gen filipino american um my parents are amazing we moved all over uh the country from seattle alaska to california to maryland and then to north carolina and then when me and my sister separated from my parents not in a bad way just you know grew up or whatever um we moved well she stayed and then i moved to um Chicago, and then 2017 is when I came back here and then started my business. Uh, I moved back here with my partner, um, and obviously in the first year of being back here, it just didn't work out. So it was interesting when um, that time came, I, I started, technically I started Sovereign July, it was the, oh gosh, it was the week after 4th of July. It was a week after 4th of July, I did my first pop-up at Shindig Furnish- Furnishings here in the village. And oh my God, that was so nerve-wracking. I sold out of my first plants. I was just doing the plant boards at the time, which is like a staghorn on, um, 
on a board. <laughs> and I sold out of them the first time, which was crazy because I never expect anything. So that was fun. Um, kept working on my business, did a bunch of pop-ups um, all everywhere that I could insert myself into. And that was really uh, good because then I met a lot of people in the process, many different people in different fields, just because I was doing like pop-ups and like this random concert thing or I did pop-ups at Swamp Rabbit like all those fun places um yeah and when it hit the fall then that's when I me and my partner at the time weren't bonding as much or connecting as much we were just at different levels at the time so then I separated from him didn't really have any money to my name um so I really had to had to like really dig in and start it. And that's what kind of pushed me to do more and got very lucky, I will say, in meeting the right people at the right time. My landlord, um, I didn't even really I'm, I found my first studio through my first roommate, Elizabeth Philofloral, um, and got my first studio where she was getting her first studio and met Cliff, who is my landlord. And now he's a landlord for my house or has been since 2018. And then in 2018, he was re renovating a section in the village and asked if I wanted a spot and here we are. So combined hard work and, you know, just perfect timing with everything, I was able to open this store, um, which leads into the questions of why and how did I start the store? Um, what made me do it? Uh, I knew I always wanted to do retail. I, lo I love retail. I specifically remember falling in love with retail um, in New York City. Uh, my mom, again, uh, was in Brooklyn when she first came here. So we were always up in the city um, when we moved to Maryland, just because it's closer. And we were always there up there, seeing our friends, all that stuff. And I fell in love with like interesting, weird retail and just the hype around like these random stores that might be selling the person, whoever's waiting in line outside, they probably don't even know what that store is selling, but they're there and they're waiting. Um, or just the very detailed and very like transformative space type retail where you just are in their world, whatever they were selling. You know what I mean? You. Uh, fell in love with the product even though you didn't necessarily need the things or whatever and so that's when I knew I fell in love with retail and ever since I was like 12 I've been trying to make random <laughs> type of store ideas with like my best friend Katie I remember our first one was like Kurimawashi or something and it was supposed to be clothing um at one point the the store was gonna be a restaurant because I actually graduated in culinary arts um and then it fell back into like maybe clothing or maybe interiors. And it wasn't until Chicago that um, I fell in love with plants because if you've ever been to Chicago or have ever lived in Chicago, it is dead majority of the year. And I suffer with depression and anxiety and uh, plants were one of the things that really helped me out. And that's when I knew I wanted to start a store with it so here we are um that's why uh, that's how i got into plants was de my depression and you know was gonna start my business why did i do it um again it leads it 
I did it because I wanted a retail space. But um, what did I hope for and doing it in South Carolina and why I chose to stay here and do it? Because I, I could have left at that point. I didn't have any connection down here for the most part after I broke up with my ex because we moved here for him. But I did live here a while back for college. And I remember back then, I, I'm a gay male. I'm a gay human. So here we are. <laughs> I am a gay Filipino man. Um, and I did my first hit of gay puberty in Greenville. And at the time, Greenville didn't have much to offer. And the gay community wasn't as connected and it wasn't as vibrant at the time um so my <laughs> my gay puberty starting out in greenville was a little interesting um i do i did in the past and still kind of now still suffer with um self ridicule or self hate bits of myself and being down here uh with the current with that time period gay community it really wasn't helpful because you know I wasn't exactly um part of the mold of what a gay person was which at the time I didn't even know what that meant um but yeah that's again this is why we made an outline AJ we gotta stick to it the reason why I chose to stay here was because same thing there is still um there is a gay presence a queer community presence here but it wasn't um excelled i wasn't seeing myself in a lot of businesses here um that you know are for everybody but i didn't feel that way i felt it was for white heterosexual women men just the normal greenville culture um so i stayed and started my business here i built my business um in hopes that it is something that could be encouraging to other um, queer or BIPOC people. Um, and hopefully through myself and any shred of confidence I had in doing this, because that was scary opening a store. Oh my God, I was so anxious. But with all with the space, be able to say like, hey, yeah, we can get it down here. We can be here. We can do all the things here you can do it just because you don't see yourself here doesn't mean you can't exist here we can make our own lanes we can make our own paths and so that is kind of one of the reasons why i i chose to stay here and chose to do or open a store here um and was I, on top of that was wanting to create a space that felt safe and good and welcoming to everyone but really to for queer people as well because we don't have spaces here we have like pseudo spaces but we don't have at the time in 2017 and 2018 we didn't have businesses here um that were i'm queer this is queer owned this is brown owned this is minority owned you know we didn't i didn't see as much of that there might have been there obviously is a bunch of minority owned businesses here but in a sense of like retail you could come here chill out type situation i i I don't know if I, I might have not been the only one, but I definitely, that's how lonely and quiet it felt to me. So I chose to stay here and I did that and wanted to insert a different standard for business and a different standard for um, a plant store in the, for the area. There's a bunch of plant stores here and plant nurseries, but 
Um, we're all different, which is beautiful and great about it because I love all the plant stores here and I love all the nurseries here. Um, but yeah, I wanted to create a space that allowed other artists that I enjoyed to shine. I wanted to create a space where people can let go and be free and just feel welcome. And thankfully, that that is also naturally what naturally what plants do. So it's just like this huge double hitter of just like, oh, I can feel good in this space. You know what I mean? And we were throwing dance parties in here with my with Lucas and Ray and everybody, and it was just. It's an amazing moment. Obviously, those things have slowed down because of COVID, but 2018 was freaking incredible. 2019 was just as incredible, too. Um, I was very blessed um, to have the support system that I do have here. Um, yeah, and what I hope for is that, again, this, that this is like, I'm not saying the only light. I, I would like to not be the only person, but have more people around me. But now there is, there's Bar Margaret that's partial queer owned. Um, there's other businesses starting, there's Pride Link. There's so many different people within the queer community coming out. And I'm not saying it's because of me at all. I'm just saying our presence is becoming greater and that's a, it's a good thing, it's a welcoming thing because Greenville, whether they like to believe it or not, has a huge queer population. But with, I find with Southern queer um, populations or communities, they tend to be a little bit broken because um, of different views or how they're, uh, I, I usually, I call it gay puberty, which is how, you, you know, when you come out and you're, it's all new and everything. Everybody in the South was raised differently, you know, all that. Um, but yeah, and I wanted to bring a sense of uh, strong, um, very queer community, the community that I take, that I took from Chicago being up there. I lived not too far from Boys Town and you know, that was a strong, big queer community and I wanted that to happen here. So we have a lot of amazing people now that have started the rolling the ball towards that. And it's been amazing. Um, yeah, uh, just to kind of revert back um, to the whole queer thing or gay, uh, I get this question a lot. Um, Yes, I am a gay man. I came out when I was about 19, 20. It was a blur. Um, I came out after I graduated college. And I came out to my parents that were, um, again, very Christian. Uh, my dad's military, army, special forces. And they're very Filipino. So coming out was very scary. Um, I remember I did a dinner and the first time I tried to say it, I, <laughs> I went to the bathroom and I threw up because I was just so nervous. And I came back and, you know, said it. And everything that happened, that I imagined would happen, happened. It was literally like a Filipino te teleserry. My mom immediately got on her knees around and crawled around the table to me at dinner and was like, no, don't do this. You're going to get HIV. <laughs> And I was just like, what? No, wait, no. And like all this stuff. And then, you know, things escalated at one point in the conversation and my mom was on the floor and passed out so dramatically. And my sister was like holding up her feet. My dad was quiet, which is scary. And he randomly got up, grabbed a knife, wrapped it around with a paper towel and shoved it in the back of his pants. <laughs> just like watching all this happen in front of me and my mom like 
my dad starts walking toward the, towards the door and my mom like magically pops up and she's like, Bernard, <laughs> where are you going? And he's like, I'm going to kill him, Tony. I'm going to find him and kill him, which him meaning my partner at the time. Um, they've met my partner before I came out and they loved him. But now that they knew I was gay, like my dad, I guess, assumed that he made me gay or something. And my mom was like, no, Bernard, stop. How are you going to find him? And he was like, Tony, I've been in the middle of the desert. If I could find someone in the middle of the desert, I could find a white man in the suburbs. <laughs> and my mom was like, oh my gosh, AJ, stop him. And so I like just grabbed him by the shoulders and I was like, I didn't know what to do. I just came out. And I was like sh shaky and anxious and everything. And, you know, my dad just stopped and he started sobbing. My dad has never really cried in front of me. I've I actually have never seen my dad cry. So he was sobbing in front of me. <laughs> and I remember he asked, he's like, is this you? And then I was like, no, no, not if it's like this. I don't want it to be. No, I don't want to be this. This I don't. I don't. I don't have to be gay. This is what I don't want to be. This. No, 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 no. I don't. This isn't me. And he's like, no, no, no. And he stopped me and he shook me a little bit. He's like, is this you? And um, I said, yeah. I don't. It's always been me. Like, this is all I know in my head, and this is all been like this since I was five and he's like okay if this is you then this is you and I was like okay and then you know we finally calmed down and slept on it I woke up the next day to my parents on the end of my bed with my favorite cereal which just so happened to be Fruity Pebbles <laughs> and they said we just want you to know that we love you and that you are still our son and um, yeah, so they left and they honestly never spoke to me for another three or five months. Honestly, it was a mix. And I remember reaching out to them because I was still with my partner and we were moving to Chicago. And so I would call them, you know, no one answered. I leave voice messages. I leave text messages. And that's the thing. Y'all, for everybody who hasn't come out yet or are in the process of coming out yet, this is, it, it shouldn't be now, but for some families, especially in the South, it's still difficult being raised in Christian households or strict type of households where it's not considered right. It's always going to be difficult and we can't expect the person um, we're telling to, if, especially if it's really, if they're really taken off guard. Um, to accept it completely immediately. Sometimes it takes people time to process, and that's okay. So if you haven't come yet out yet and you're still figuring out figuring that out, just know that sometimes it could be like a my situation, or it might be a, a more difficult situation immediately. Who knows? Just be patient with the people you come out with, because um, sometimes again it's. It's a shock and it's a culture shock and some people don't know how to act around people still um, who are freshly out or coming out to them and they've known them for years and they just never knew this like little detail about you, which is actually a big detail, but whatever. Um, so yeah, just be patient with that. Um, but yeah, they didn't talk to me for a while and it wasn't, I moved up to Chicago again, kept reaching out, but didn't hear much from them. Um, but I had to take their words of they loved me no matter as their son and I 
took it as that. And it wasn't until I was already up in Chicago in our first apartment that my mom called me crying. And she's like, I want to watch this scary movie. But I can't watch it because your dad was too scared to watch it. And she's like, and that's our thing. And from then on, our relationship got back. And, you know, it's still up and down. Obviously, nothing's perfect. Just like every other family, um, we have disagreements. But they, I, I know I still love them and they love me. And, you know, we are at least able to coexist in this world together. Um, it's okay uh, obviously, I would hope a lot of people know this, but it's okay to disagree on a lot of things and still love somebody. It's okay to um, have those differences, you know, sometimes, especially with families. Sometimes it, it, there's situations that get brought up, for instance, all of 2020 um, till now that, you know, sometimes you just don't have the same view, but you can't just write off somebody immediately and hate them. I, I I tend to care too much about people and I think this is because my mom's a nurse and my dad was overseas half the time so I in that time always going with my mom's patients and everything and sitting with them and usually they were older Italian or Native American or um, Polish and they were always kind of on their deathbeds at this time and so they would impart their wisdom to me as a young person ever since I was like, I can remember from like four years old all the way up until I, I think my mom stopped seeing people when I turned like 15. Um, but being around those people and they're telling, you know, very important things to know at a very young age. You can't fix everything. Um, there's two sides of every story. Uh, we need to be very patient with people. Humans are flawed and that's okay. We're all flawed. <laughs> um, all we can do is be the best version and the, uh, the best person we can be and just know that patience and kindness goes a long way. Um, so I feel like I always cared so much about people and care too much about people to immediately write them off. I, I kind of tend to want to figure out what gets them to tick and then figure out how we can communicate um, calmly or you know butt heads that's fine there's so many different ways to go through arguments and this is again why i'm going off the out, out the outline again <laughs> i just I always like dip off but yeah that's my coming out story and i know that's affected a couple of people in 2019 and i'm so happy and glad that you are out now and i hope that you if you are watching this and you aren't yet out yet that you feel empowered to do so um because, you know, you got to get through the suck at one point, man, to live your full life. And yeah, coming out sucks to a lot of people. And sometimes people just don't do it. They just go away and live their lives. But we want, I want people to feel free to be their, their, their authentic self. <laughs> so yeah. Um, anyways, let's like answer some questions let me pull up some questions really quick this is still recording right okay cool 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 it is recording um a lot of these questions kind of were doubled so i'm just gonna like sift through them um and a lot of them were yeah they were kind of the same so here we go what are your most loved plants my most loved plant 
is Steven. Where is he? Steven? <laughs> Why did I just call for him? Like he's gonna answer. I think he's in this room. Let me go grab him really quick. So everybody that will know who this is, who's followed me from the beginning, but I know a lot of you are pretty new. This is Steven, y'all. I'm showing him to the camera. It's a beautiful staghorn fern. He came off of a 200-year-old stag ball in Garfield Park Conservatory in Chicago. And they don't usually sell stags. Um, in the conservative conservatory, there's like this little, uh, there's a gift shop and they sell some cuttings, but usually they're like little ferns or little snake plant cuttings of some sort. But this was the only staghorn they've had in a while. And he didn't look this beautiful before. He's so pretty. I wish y'all in the podcast could see. You could just watch it on Instagram live later. But he was very brown, very little. He only had his uh, shield frond and then one little green leaf and then one half brown, half green leaf. And I took him home and he was literally, I would say, was the first like fully, oh my gosh, I got this collected plant. And Steven's been through with me through everything. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen the stories. I might repost them eventually or do another like uh, Steven story uh, and everything. Look at that freaking frond. How gorgeous is he? Oh my God, he's showing up. But yeah, this is Steven. Um, yeah, he's my first plant. I would say that I fully collected. And again, I'm just gonna show him on camera cause he's just so cute. Also, he's had a baby ever since then, this year or end of last year, he shot out a little babe. And so now he has a little Steven 2.0 under him. And it's so cute. Ah! But yeah, <laughs> um, Steven is my favorite plant. And again, he's the only plant I own that has a name and I love you. You're my sweet little baby. Oh my God. Yes, we all love Steven. Let's move to another question. Tell us about how you got inspo for the store vibe and how the hell you started it. Inspo for the store vibe. So I knew I always wanted to own retail, so I would collect and hoard furniture or if I could get them from wherever I can and keep them for as long as I can, I did it. Um, so I always I had lamp fixtures ready. I had like table things ready i had shelving ideas honestly the the vibe or the inspo of the store is was inspired by a lot of things i i don't know how to narrow that down into one thing honestly it's just my mind and it's all of its random bits like the couch looks like a pastry the the random splotch of paint on the thing was from some swatch i saw somebody's staging something somewhere and they just painted a wall really quickly. But then I was just like, actually, that's gorgeous. The disco ball was pure, oh my God, beautiful energy, totally needed it. But the vibe just came from a mixture of a lot of inspirations. Oh my God. So Jen, is, the people are talking on the chat and Jen said, it's, it's inspired by self-love. And yes, it was of... Um, the whole point of the store was that you feel good and you feel welcomed and that you can uh, separate yourself from whatever is happening outside and just have a moment to yourself. And I guess that's the inspo for the store. I don't know. It, honestly, it's just whatever I feel. It's pretty selfish, um, I guess. 
I just want people to feel and being in the environment that I would want to feel and be in. And that's really it. Um, talk about Steven. Already did. Um, how old is your oldest living plant in your home? And what is it? Put it in your show. I don't have him with me. And honestly, he hasn't doesn't actually have anything in him. So my first actual plant, I don't think that I still have with me because I have obviously killed a lot of plants in the past and in my journey of learning how to take care of plants. Um, it was an exalus, like the purple clovers. And he's in our, in my kitchen right now. And he's actually my oldest plant. And he grows and then he dies and then he grows again and he dies. Oxaluses are like amazing. Um, but yeah, I think that's my actual oldest plant. I don't even remember where. I think I got it from Gethsemane up in Andersonville, which is north and north of this north Chicago. So yeah, um, it's an exalus. It's not Stephen, but that's okay. Um, how did you find plants? I knew you loved them. How did I find plants? I found, I got into plants by my mom. My mom actually gave me a banana, a little banana leaf plant and a money tree when I was moving apartments in Chicago. And that was the first plants that I was just like, okay, I should take care of these. And the reason why I, 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 I mean, I, at the time I wasn't really taking care of them, but um, I guess this is good to segue into this in the sense of how um, plants helped me. Y'all, I've struggled with anxiety and depression for my whole life and didn't realize it was an issue until I was about 19, 18. Um, being a closeted gay brown Christian, like, obviously took a toll. You're hiding yourself the whole time. You're denying yourself for the first, for the first part of your whole development all of your development, you know, your young development. And I realized I was very lonely and I didn't know how to act or if I could act, I felt ashamed if I did so. All those things, all those things I think were back. Sorry, the, the video on Instagram kind of cut out. I think we're back, but yeah, you got lonely. And my depression started to hit hard where I, I had these stints of being mentally out for weeks almost. Um, and a lot of people at the time um, when they knew I was going through these things, you know, oh, you're just sad. Oh, like why? Just ask for help or, you know, if you want someone to hang out with or whatever. But the thing is, a lot of people don't understand is that when you're in those um, really hard de depressive moments, um, you're not who you are. Uh, your mind is blank. You, you can't even think to stand up to go get water when your body needs it. Um, you're not, you're just not who you are. So uh, one of the suggestions I have usually for people dealing with uh, friends or family with depression is just like, never ask, say, why didn't you reach out? Never ask that. That is the worst question you can ask someone because it makes them feel guilty. And for me personally, my depression made me feel like I was in everybody's way. And 
that I needed to go away, you know, and nobody really cared about my existence because I was in their way, you know, which isn't true. But that's the last thing I was thinking about. Honestly, I wasn't thinking anything. I was probably blank laying there like a zombie uh, to the point where I remember there was one that was so bad that um, my sister thought I was in Savannah for a trip because I used to go to Savannah a lot because my best friend lived down there. And no, I was in my bedroom for like a whole week just laying there. Um, But yeah, it wasn't until again, I... I was in one of the in one of my stints um, in Chicago, and I guess I was on day three. It was a short one because I I clicked out of it, and it was because I looked across my bed and noticed the money tree my mom gave me, and I was like, "Wow." that needs water. I finally had like a break moment in my mind that it cleared and all I could think about was, wow, that plant needs water. And I got up and I watered it. And obviously I was like, okay, cool. You know, I didn't feel completely changed and healed, but like, you know, I I definitely felt like, wow, I got out of that so easily. Um, So at the time I was very into interiors. This was up in Chicago. So I bought some other plants just to fill up some space. And next thing you know, I was like, I was actually feeling this like breath of fresh air, honestly, um, with the plants that I brought in to fill up some spaces. And I ended up feeling good because, you know, they're obviously freaking growing. And next thing you know, I just had a lot more little plants in my collection, which I'll post on my Instagram later on a highlight or something so y'all can see my little baby plant collection that I started with. Um, but yeah, that's when I, I learned that there was a change for me and I think plants um, were starting it. So I did a little research um, on the effects of plants towards the human mind and just the human person in general. Um, and it was, yeah, plants are very helpful. They they um, filter your air. They naturally give off a positive energy. Um, they lighten moods, you know. They help you be able to concentrate on work. Uh, and it was true. Like, that's why you see plants a lot in, like, dentist's office or doctor's office or, like, just normal offices in general. They are just have a calming energy around them. Um, and next thing you know, that's when I got obsessed with plants and I just started collecting plants. Next thing you know, I had, like, 150 in our 700 square foot apartment and boom we were into plants I was so obsessed and until last year not last year December well it was fall to the end of February I I had my first stint that I have ever had in like four years and that was incredibly hard um I think, honestly, it was the amount of being tired, not feeling stimulated here in the southern city. Um, It was a mixture of a lot of things, feeling lonely, feeling in the way, all the things. But before that, when I got into plants, I never had an issue, really. Obviously, I'm not saying it cures all and it gets rid of your depression and anxiety, but it helped me. And that's what really made me want to 
finally land on that as a store because I, my whole life, I was raised in a Christian household, which meant we did a lot of outreach and I learned a lot from that outreach. Not like how a lot of other people learn right now in the past learned from doing outreach as a Christian, but in a sense of like, we are all in going through different walks of life. We are all going through something and you know, the worst thing you could do is just be shitty to those people or be shitty to anybody. Um, and I think that's what made me land, want to stay and land on plants because I just want to help people. I've always wanted to help people after those experiences. Yeah, they weren't the best. But those experiences also helped me realize how much we the world is different and how we all need to help each other. And I really, just taking after my mom and my dad, just really wanted to have something that was going to cause change and positive effect for other people and I want people to feel like they can be themselves and be strong and brave and do what they want to do and not feel like they have to be held down by their environment because I'm here I'm brown I'm queer we're doing it I live my life and I feel good and I want you to do that I know it's different and hard for different people different and hard for different people there you go but we it's the most freeing thing to just finally not actually obviously give a fuck about certain things but to really let go and not give a fuck about the holdups like oh do I look right oh they're gonna judge me for this oh they're gonna look at me this weird way oh I can't do that it'll never succeed going on three years baby And here we are. And it's not just because of me. It's because of all everyone who else who believes in me and believes in my story and believes that, you know, we all need to help out each other. This is all because of everybody. Um, and I'm very thankful for everybody. Sidetrack. Very thankful for everybody that has supported the store and that send encouraging words to me when they when they whenever I blot out my stupid stuff about everything and are just here for the ride and when they come in the store they are themselves and it is the most beautiful thing ever to see somebody (laughs) sorry to see somebody find a plant that works for them and they take care of it and then they send me pictures um and they are they feel different they feel changed they feel good for the best and that's all i want to do for people is just want them to feel good about themselves (laughs) <laughs> I'm such a I'm gonna cry baby hi Diana I'm gonna be a baby ah! okay but yes that's the best thing we can do is just wish I know there's life is hard and life has different situations but we we have to try we have to try to be patient with each other we have to try to understand each other and we try to we have to try to work together in some type of way I know it's difficult but we can there are ways to do this y'all I know we can um, this is talking from a very hopeful, dreamy person, so I could just be speaking out of my ass, but that's, this is what I hope for in the world, is that we just get it the fuck together. Anyways, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, we're gonna go back to the questions now. Okay, why did you start a plant biz, and how did you start it? I, I said that in the beginning. What is your advice for anyone wanting to start a plant shop, even just online? Listen, it's a lot of work or not a lot of work. It just depends on how you want to present yourself and what you want to do with your business. Honestly, you could just start selling on Etsy. You see it now, 2020, everybody was selling plants. Um, 
So I feel like if you just want to do it, then do it. It just depends on how you want to be. I always suggest for new businesses and for everything, especially in the Greenville area or in people who are in smaller towns, try to do something different. Be yourself for sure. But, you know, take a look around. And if you see that there are three other people doing that, maybe don't do it because you're not it doesn't do anything for anybody except for maybe make you personally happy for a little bit. And I understand that. But in a sense of a long-lasting, culturally changing, pushing things forward to make a smaller city bigger, I think if you want to start a brand or anything, you do a little homework and try to figure out something that is you, but also very different. Because, man, we have so many things in Greenville that are almost the same, and that's no tea. If it works, it works. But if you're starting a small business, again, do some homework. Try to try to stand out in like a good positive way um that is still genuine to you uh that would be my advice towards that i hope that helps i know who asked that um what is your internal motivator internal motivator i i it kind of goes back to seeing um when people finally get their first plant or their first collection of plants and it starts growing and they're taking care of it um and you could see the change in them. I think my favorite moments are like when, I know this sounds terrible, but I love when people come into the store and they are just like devastated with whatever situation is happening or they feel lost or something and they want to work on feeling better or getting to a space, a better space. I love that. I love when people try. I mean, even if you don't try, I love when people, um, open themselves to opportunities to better themselves. Um, That is my favorite moment. And we can fix you with something and get you situated. And I love when they just, it just works out and you're able to take care of the plant. Next thing you know, you feel great. You feel positive. You get a lot of more plants. And then, you know, feeling positive and great leads you to do a lot of other great things, you know, and that is probably my internal motivator is just affecting change in people's lives, um, whether it be, the depression, anxiety, and or the queer aspect, just letting people also feel comfortable with their bodies and comfortable with themselves in a space that was meant to be for them so that they can show that to other surrounding areas, you know, stuff like that or themselves. I hope that makes sense. What inspired you to dedicate your career to growing plants? Depression. (laughs) Yeah, girl, depression, ma'am. She's a big one. How did you get into plants? Depression. <laughs> Fave plant ever. First plant ever. Worst plant ever. Ever. Fave plant ever against Steven. First plant ever was my exalus. Worst plant ever. String of pearls. String of pearls. String of bananas. String of dolphins. Whatever the fuck you want to call them. I hate all of them. String of tears. String of beads. I don't like them. They are stupid. They are finicky. I don't like them. If you want them, I, can, I usually have them in the store, but I cannot take care of them personally ever. Except for recently. Sorry, backtrack. I saved one in my greenhouse recently and have like completely ignored it. I don't know when I water it ever. I don't remember ever watering it. And it's just doing a little bit better. So that's, that's great. I guess I just contradict myself. Still hate them. Um, or rather dislike, not hate. Uh, oh, I love this. Can't wait. How to be... 
a question, how to be the best plant mama and good plants for your home. How to be a good plant mom or plant dad or plant person. Um, take care of your plants. Um, figure out their watering schedules. I'll usually kind of tell you what schedule they're on if they're with me in the store, but honestly, houses and offices and everything that have different environments. So it's just being attuned to it, keeping an eye on it, obviously not overdoing it and overwatering it, but just giving it a hard saturated watering, checking if it's dry, then you could water it, you know, stuff like that, giving it the right light. Those are, those are just the keys to be a good plant mom. Also, there are studies that if you speak positively to them, they will work they will feel more empowered and feel good to grow. Just like us, you know, I encourage you to be yourself and to be free and all these things. Um, same as a plant would want those words. You want to say, oh my gosh, you are beautiful. You might have this little hole in there, but you still look great. You're doing good, kid. And you know, that could possibly help. I found it help with Steven. I'll say that. You know, it sounds crazy, but whatever. Um, jazz music helps. Metal music helps. Anything deep bassy, so like good R&B and maybe a hip-hop joint every now and then. But yeah, um, what is another one? What got you into plants? Depression. <laughs> Whatever. What is, what's an affordable slash foolproof plant to start with for plant beginners? Um, there's two. I would say the snake plant and the ZZ plant. They could kind of handle a little bit of drought. Um... They don't need a lot of excess light. So snake planters easy. Those are the best ones. Has the shop been a lifelong dream? Yes. Yes, it has been a lifelong dream, bitch. I've been preparing and like for this shit ever since again, I was very young. Um, my logo was drawn. The one that you guys see on the store. Um, my logo, I drew that in eighth grade. My scully boy that I, that you guys see every now and again, that was eighth grade as well. Um, a lot of visuals that I'm doing now have been iterations of things I've done in the past, um, which is why this fun next journey of Sovereign is to be able to hire somebody, which I am in the works with now, and be able to concentrate on the creative end, because that's always been me. Originally, for college, I wanted to go for graphic design or photography of some sort, but, you know, life, I ended up being... Again, from an Asian household, I wanted to please my parents, so I went to the college they asked me to go to and did culinary, which, you know, culinary is great, loved it, but it wasn't for me. I felt like a zombie, and I wanted to do retail. So yeah, the shop has been a lifelong dream come the fuck true. Um, I know there was more. How important is intertwining the LGBTQ community with your brand? It's super important. It's... Probably one of the number, not number one, but it was definitely on the top of top three of why I, I do my business and why I do what I do um, and how, why I say the things I say. It's just I want the queer community to feel like they can be whatever they want to be. You don't have to be this straight laced, got it all together gay. You don't have to be this loosey-goosey gay you don't have to be a preppy gay a goth gay whatever queer honestly anything you could be whatever the fuck you want to be and that's okay your identity is your identity and no one else's and i don't know i just want everybody to know that like a lot of people don't even think that's possible for them to just be who they want to be or dress how they want to dress or 
talk how they want to talk, you know, just do it. Who cares? If you think about it, all the movies and the shows and everything, commercial world, social media, people tend to lean more towards people who are authentically themselves. And we see that with a lot of um, black influencers. A lot of people love black influencers. I love black influencers. I love Filipino influencers. I love Asian influencers in the sense of they are just their genuine selves and they're just letting the freak flag fly on the internet and that's why they're succeeding whatever freak flag is to me it's a positive but they're being themselves and that's why they're where they're at you know what i mean so just i hope that didn't come off wrong i i really mean the best about it like i feel like a lot of influencers and i'm, I'm using that word very like la because some people take influencers and turn it into I deserve everything in the world because I posted a picture. No. Um, yeah. We have a lot of minority positive um, ownership in that sense of just being yourself and feeling free and being that bitch. You know what I mean? I hope that makes sense. Oh, God. How did you learn to so much about plant care and what resources do you recommend? The internet! Um, what's even better, YouTube has so many more videos now on people because we have so many new plant families and people and moms and dads and babies and all that stuff. Um, the internet is so great. That's how I learned a lot. Obviously, reading a lot of books, too, like um, the book about houseplants by Reader's Digest. I'm sure everybody has seen that one. It's like from the 60s or 70s or something. I think it's 70s. But yeah, I read a lot of books. And also in Chicago, I got familiar with a lot of the growers that supplied to the city. And just so happens, the biggest one loves Filipinos. So, of course, I spoke to him because I love mentorship. I love older people that want to learn from younger people and also want to educate younger people. That's the best bit. Older people who just want to impart their wisdom and also learn how to change with the times is are amazing individuals and i love that man and he's taught me so much um what are your most loved plants we already said that also tell us about how you got inspo for the store she already said that talk about steven already did mm, i think that was it yeah so many things y'all thanks for sending in all the questions um i hope i got my point across which what the story stands for and what I stand for and who I am because I know a lot of people ask and we're here I did it y'all that have been asking for this podcast I freaking did it I told you I didn't want to but we did it um yeah O'Brien says it's not clear um <laughs> but anyways okay I guess I should wrap this up now because we're at 49 minutes which honestly feels very long I, or short. I feel like we've been talking for so long now. But honestly, again, thank you for everybody, for your support, for the energy that you give, the love energy, the the positive vibes, the support, all of it. I Every time that I've asked publicly, because last year was a roller coaster, and I'm like, oh my god, I need to sell plants or it's done people have come through you all have come through so much and i thank you everyone who has and all the people involved you know who you are you see me cry you see me upset you've seen everything 
thank you for being there. Um, and you guys know who you are. And yeah, it's been some good days, Mark says on the uh, I know I left out Brian's question. Brian's question is a meme, which I don't know if everyone is familiar with. But I think it was like some type of um, interview. And I don't, I don't know where in Africa, but the interviewer was talking to a queer person and he looks at the queer person i don't know why it's a meme but it turned into a meme and he says what are you gay and then the girl or the dude or whoever said <laughs> the girl or the dude whoever said who said i'm gay and then the interviewer is like you are gay <laughs> and brian always brings it up i love you brian um yeah just random moments that don't make sense to anybody and i'm sorry but also on brand for AJ, I never make sense about anything and all that. Um, yeah, thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you all for listening. Also, thank you all for dealing with my stupid. I know I am a crass, weird individual. And I thank you for staying on, tuning in being there we i have plans for this year hopefully they don't change um but i have plans for this year to do more and to release more of my creative energy because man your girl's going through it she's turning 30 in two weeks i don't know how i feel about it it's good and bad and all over the place but we'll see again thank you for everything appreciate y'all so much i hope this video or podcast made more sense than the other one actually you guys never even heard the other one because i deleted it but for everybody else who watched it on the live work get it honestly thank you love y'all have a good night it's nine ew why did i do that (laughs)